Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, an outreach of Greater Works Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos. If you like what you hear, visit us at gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Find the Table Flippers link, click on it, and you'll get to our merchandise. Now, get ready for a huge dose of truth and a huge dose of common sense. You know, it seems almost every day at some point in our day, my wife and I sit back and think about what's going on in the world, and not just what we read in the news, but what we are actually witnessing going on all around us. Uh, Most of you know that we have lost somebody extremely close to us and, and extremely important to us and our church and our ministry, Pastor Jim Hickman. By the way, Rhonda, his wife, is doing much, much, much better. She's still in the hospital, but she's doing much better. And uh, it looks like she's going to make a real, really good recovery. I'm not going to say 100% because I'm just trusting God. Thank God we serve a God that's much bigger than any of us, much bigger than our problems, much bigger than our best of days. And she's going to come out of this even better than when she went in, at least physically. She'll always have to struggle and deal with the memory and the grief of her loss. Uh, however, physically, she's going to come out better. But in the, But at the same time, as we were, even before the accident which was a week ago yesterday, so it's only been just barely a week now. But before that, my wife and I started commenting and noticing that there was a lot of traffic accidents on the freeway, around town, and and most of them just seemed like silly, just really silly, you know. Uh, People almost hitting us, cutting us off, just people are going crazy out there, ladies and gentlemen. People are just not paying attention. People are in their own little world. As a matter of fact, the Bible talks about this, that there comes a time when people, they're just going to do what they want to do and they don't care about anybody else. They do what's right in their own mind. They don't really care about anybody else. And what's scary about that beyond the obvious, because when people just drive any old way they want to and they don't obey the laws of the land, obey the the traffic laws, they put a lot of people at at risk, including themselves. But what's also very concerning about that, it gets to a point where God says, enough is enough. You guys can't handle this yourself. I'm coming down there and I'll take care of it. And then that's when a lot of people get jacked up. Now, I know you greasy gracers, oh, that's not the God of today. It's the same God. If I read about it in what we call the Old Testament, the previous covenant, that same God. He didn't change. And, and and you guys who think that you're somehow serving a different God than, say, Abraham served or Moses served or David served, you guys are, you're in for a rude awakening. Nonetheless, there's so many things going on out there and it's crazy. And isn't it interesting that we have all of this just strange behavior rising up as we are in this so-called, so-called, ladies and gentlemen, Pride Month. We are here about in the middle of it, roughly in the middle. It's June 14th, by the way. And uh, this so-called Pride Month is we're right in pretty much in the middle of it. And people are going nuts. But one of the refreshing things that's been happening as well is more and more and more people are waking up and saying enough is enough. 
especially when they're flying that so-called pride flag uh, at the same level or next to the American flag. That pride flag only represents a very small sliver of culture and society. Certainly not all of us. However, the American flag represents all of us. So why, why is it that the pride flag gets 30 days of flying, 30 days of remembrance? And I know that we fly the American flag 365. Well, this, our, this is our country, so that makes sense. And yet, do you realize today, June 14th is actually Flag Day. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Flag Day. It's the day that we're supposed to commemorate, remember, celebrate, and and um, put the American flag at the highest place and, and put that out there and honor it, honor what it means, what it represents, our nation, our great nation. And uh, here it is, and we get one day of Flag Day in the middle of June, and yet the LGBT community gets 30 days of Pride Day where they get to fly their flag, and it's flown in most places right next to the American flag. And one of the most disgusting displays I've ever seen in my life was our wonderful Uncle Joe Biden. He had the Pride flag um, hanging equal and between two American flags, meaning it was center stage, not the American flag being center stage and flown higher, representing a greater uh, um, you know, representation and an authority and celebration. But no, ladies and gentlemen, Uncle Joe had the pride flag hanging at the same level and, and mo the most prominent spot between two American flags. Yes, a disgusting display of treason, might I add treason you might say it's just a flag how is that treason it's treason when you turn when when you help the enemy all right now think about this when you help the enemy of america when you help them okay when you help the enemies of america do harm to america that's treason what uncle joe does every day by do putting out these foolish and silly displays acting the way he does he can't even walk. He can't even talk. He can't even give a speech. He jumbles. He's we, he's opened up our borders, and now we have not just illegal aliens crossing the border, but possibly terrorists crossing the border. So he's helped them in that manner. He's helped them by showing that because he is weak, he has weakened America and America's resolve in the world. So he's this is treason, ladies and gentlemen. This guy, he, he doesn't just belong, uh, like, impeached or removed from office or even in prison. Go ahead and look it up. Just look it up. Do a little bit of research. Have a little fun with this and say, what is the punishment for treason? High treason. And that's what Joe Biden, Uncle Joe, and these Democrats who support him and are behind all this nonsense, that's what they deserve. And if I remember correctly... Ladies and gentlemen, you might say, hey, you're just being, no, listen, we have laws, we have rules for treason. All right, just look it up. And if I remember correctly, it's still either uh, death at, uh, um, what do they call it, you know, when you're shot, what do they call it? Not electric chair, but nonetheless, or 
by hanging. I believe it's one of those two, either being, you know, a firing squad, you know, being in front in front of a firing squad or hanging at the end of the rope. Now, you might say that's kind of rough. That's kind of rough. Listen, when somebody commits treason on that level, it encourages and empowers and emboldens our enemies and they go do harm and yes, even murder Americans. So the blood ultimately is on Uncle Joe's hands and the Democrats that are supporting him and are behind it. That's treason, ladies and gentlemen. That is treason. But that's not really what I want to talk about today. I have an article here, if I can find it again, but I have an article here that I just want to read to you and talk to you about because, you know, you'll find me and hear me slamming Democrats and liberalism all the time. Because, well, they deserve it. They're wicked. They're evil completely. And those of you who still vote Democrat and still are left-leaning, liberal-leaning, knock it off. You know, the Bible tells us like this. The God of this age has blinded your eyes. And that even to the point that you're believing that good is evil and evil is good. You cannot vote Democrat. You cannot be a Democrat. You cannot vote Democrat and be a Christian. They cancel one another out. Because the Democrat policies and the Democrat ideology is completely opposed to the Word of God and to the heart of God. We know this. This is just, it's, it's not rocket science. You, you don't have to be a scholar to figure this out. And before anybody goes off on the Republicans, I'm not too happy with most of the Republicans. But the reason I still support the Republican Party is because of the party platform and the party's policies, not every individual Republican. Now, you might say, well, it's the same with Democrats. Really, the Democrats booed, booed, boo! They booed God at the DNC several years ago, and they took God out of most of their documents. I mean, it's disgusting. It's disgusting what they have become and what they are, and they promote everything that the Bible speaks against. It's it's the strangest thing. Anyways, I have this... Uh, article from Newsmax, and um, this was actually published today, Wednesday, June 14th, 2023, on Flag Day. And it says this, Arizona Republicans censure uh, Dem for hiding Bibles. So the Republicans in Arizona censure a Democrat for hiding Bibles. Now, you might say, what? And this is by someone named Solange, S-O-L-A-N-G-E, Reiner. And again, it was published today, Wednesday, uh, June 14th, 2023. It says, Arizona Republicans on Tuesday voted to censure Democrat State Representative Stephanie Stahl Hamilton for hiding Bibles in a house lounge, Fox reported. Stahl Hamilton, an ordained minister, um, this is where it really gets from weird to even weirder. So Stahl Hamilton, an ordained minister, was caught on a security camera hiding Bibles as a, quote-unquote, simple little prank. Some of the Bibles were found under couch cushions, and one was found in the refrigerator, said Ethics Committee member Representative Travis Grantham, Republican Gilbert. Stahl Hamilton described it as playful protest. A playful protest? What is she protesting? By hiding Bibles as an ordained minister. This is weird. But three GOP members filed a complaint saying she violated House rules and committed theft. It is very disturbing and offensive to me that I have been sitting on a Bible. And I just want to say, if it had been a Quran, 
and a Muslim member sitting upon that, I would be able to empathize with them about how that would be the same amount of disturbing to them, said Representative, uh, GOP Representative Rachel Jones. I believe many of the Christian members in here would be able to empathize with other members of different religions if it had occurred in this way. So, and, and I, I agree with that, ladies and gentlemen, that um, if she tried to do that with the Quran amongst Muslim uh, uh, people, representatives, um, the reality of it is if they found out who it was, they found them and they found out who it was that they disrespected their quote-unquote holy book, they uh, would, they may even... <laughs> I hate to say it like this, but it's true, ladies and gentlemen. They may have her head on a platter, or they might find her swinging from a tree somewhere um, because, you know, they take that very seriously. And I'm, it's refreshing to me that some Christians are finally standing up and saying enough is enough. And so this ordained minister, I believe she's Presbyterian, by the way, ordained Presbyterian minister who is a Democrat representative, which tells you the value of that ordination is about zero. She's hiding Bibles, claiming to be a Christian, claiming to be a minister of the gospel, but she's a Democrat and she's hiding Bibles and then saying when she's got, oh, it's just a little prank. It's my little pro protest. What are you protesting? If you're a minister, how is it that removing the word of God from that from the house floor, from the house there, putting it in the refrigerator, putting it under couch cushions. How is that? What are you protesting? And how is that a protest of any real value? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I have a church here. Should I just do some type of weird protest and go hide all the Bibles in the church? Uh, that's weird. And it's, it's, it, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know. Is this just the wickedness of being a Democrat blinding her to the truth and to reality? Has it blinded her eyes? Has it fooled her? Because clearly, clearly the Bible is true 100% here in this regard. That this woman has come to the place where evil is good to her and good is evil to her. Because you cannot be a Christian, let alone a truly ordained of God, minister of the gospel, and a Democrat. Sorry, just doesn't work. Oh, let me finish up. It's not a very long article, but I want to finish this up. It says, Stahl Hamilton told USA Today, it's time to move on. I appreciate my colleagues on both sides of the aisle who voted against excessive punitive measures beyond the turmoil and attacks I've weathered the last seven days. Oh, wow. Now you're a little crybaby. You did something really stupid. You did something really foolish. You did something that's dishonoring and disrespectful to the Word of God and to God Himself. And you've weathered some attacks because some Republicans are really upset. What a baby. Typical liberal. Anyways, Representative David Cook, a Republican, called an expulsion motion against Stahl Hamilton overkill. No, I don't think so. Throw her out. Republican, or I'm sorry, Representative Nancy Gutierrez, a Democrat said, The righteous indignation is misplaced. I've known her for many years. She has never failed to stand up for the people she represents. Righteous indignation is misplaced. Somebody takes God's word and in a little simple protest puts it in the refrigerator, puts another one underneath a couch cushion where people were sitting on it, disrespecting and dishonoring it, and dishonoring all the true Christians that find that vile. And this Nancy Gutierrez says, 
Righteous indignation is misplaced. Sounds like a typical liberal. Sounds, you know what? If somebody had taken the pride flag and done the same thing with it, if somebody opened up the refrigerator and found the pride flag in there, somebody lifted up a couch cushion and what was once on display, the pride flag once on display, now hidden under a couch cushion, I guarantee you these Republicans would be having a fit, a meltdown. They would be manifesting the demons that control their mind. But you put a Bible in there. Oh, this righteous indignation is just misplaced. Oh, you know, I don't think we should, you know, get rid of her, throw her to the wolves or anything like that, because that's just overkill. My gosh, people, what's wrong with you? How dishonoring, how disrespectful. If she had any kind of common sense or decency herself, any true character, she would resign herself, apologize, then resign. But nonetheless, she would resign. But she's a Democrat. She's a liberal. She has no character. She has no virtue. And she won't. She's just going to blow it off because her foolish uh, counterparts are going to stand up for her. And she's going to find a home. Why? Because it was the Bible. But man, if that was the LGBT flag, oh my gosh, heads would be rolling. So again, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats keep proving who they are over and over and over and over again. How is it that anyone in the United States of America votes for them? Is mental illness, and I'm being serious with this. I'm not even trying to lay it on thick. I'm just being honest. Is mental illness really at that level in the United States of America where these Democrats, these liberals keep getting a pass with all the wickedness that they're engaged in, with all the evil that they're engaged in, disrespect of our God, disrespect of the Word of God, and disrespect of their colleagues and every Christian in the in America. They can get... A, are we going to let them get away with this? Are we going to keep voting these ones into power? Because when you vote for one of these knuckleheads, when you vote for one of these evil, wicked people, you've given up everything that makes you Christian. You may not think so, but it's just the truth. You cannot vote Democrat and be a Christian, period. Now, you could be a Christian in name, but in name only. And I'm sorry, the name or the title Christian does not get you into heaven, does not put you in right standing with God, doesn't make you righteous at all. That's just a title. And we have found, ladies and gentlemen, through that liberal left-leaning mindset and Democrats, that titles can be switched and swapped as much think about this the homosexual community took the word gay gay used to mean happy carefree happy-go-lucky things of that nature so this group of people who wanted to give the image of being that happy happy-go-lucky good with their decisions happy with their decisions have some of the highest um mental illness some of the highest uh um, suicide rates some of the highest domestic violence rates does that sound gay to you? Does that sound happy? Does that sound carefree? No, not at all. But they've stolen that word. They've tried to steal the, the rainbow flag, which was God's promise. God's promise to never destroy the earth again with the flood because of the wickedness that was in the earth. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, they may try to be mocking God by stealing that rainbow flag, but the reality of it is God said, I'll never destroy the earth with water again. But the Bible does talk about the earth being purged and cleansed and destroyed by fire. He just promised not to destroy the earth with water. 
So if we keep going the way that we're going, that fire, God's going to be, you know, oh my goodness. Never count God out, ladies and gentlemen. They mock him, but God cannot be mocked. The word says God will not be mocked. Anyways, I'm hoping that you guys are seeing this and understanding this. Joe Biden, Democrat, is flying the LGBT flag on the same level as the American flag and giving it actually center stage. How can you vote for that? How can you vote for that ever again? Well, you know, Joe's not going to, he's not going to make it next time. I'll vote for the next Democrat. How can you vote Democrat? They're all in it together. When are we going to see this? When are you gonna, when are you, I've already seen it. When are you going to see it? When are you going to understand this? When are you going to rise up and say enough's enough? You say, well, those Republicans stop. Stop right there. There is, there's, again, like I said, I'm not super happy with the Republican Party right now. I'm not real happy with a lot of the Republicans. Some are really strong. This uh, Marjorie, what's her name? Green. Uh, Marjorie, I can't even remember her full name. But Green, I believe she's in South Carolina or whatever. But nonetheless, she's solid. And there's a few that are solid. I love DeSantis. I love President Trump. You say, well, what about all those mean tweets? Yeah, what about them? What about them, whiny? I, I just, I, I can't understand how people, you know, I don't like Trump because of his mean tweets. Really? I don't like Biden because of high gas prices. I don't like Biden because of the way he pushes and forces LGBT on all of us, especially our children. I don't like Biden because he doesn't care if little children, little school grade children, school age children are yanked from their home if there's not this quote unquote gender care or gender whatever they call it in the home and they could be taken away from mom and dad and start their transition at such a young age and mom and dad if they even try to stop it could go to jail yeah i don't like biden for those real world things i could care less about a mean tweet I can care less about uh, um, Trump and, and Rosie O'Donnell getting into some kind of Twitter fight. Big deal. It's funny if you really think about it and you really take it uh, lightly. What I care about is policy. What I care about is how this nation is run. What I care about is righteousness in the home. You know, and, and again, whether you like him or not, Trump's kids are all doing pretty well. Perfect? No. But a lot better than Biden, Biden's son, Hunter Biden, pervert crackhead and a thief and he's taking all kinds of money from uh, from ukraine and from china and all that making himself very wealthy making the big guy his father joe biden very wealthy underhandedly deceptively taking your money my money hard-earned money saying we're going to give it all to ukraine and it really it's a uh, they have this big money laundering scheme where they're keeping a bunch of it themselves Come on, people. Vote Democrat. You actually, some of you actually think that Democrats are worth their weight. Anyways, let me get off of that because I have another issue, another issue that I want to talk about that's been burning in me for quite a long time. And I just decided today to go ahead and talk about this. Now, Democrats are big on such things such as welfare. Okay, giving money to the poor. Now, before I get on into this, I, you know, (coughs) should we be taking care of the poor people around us? Of course. Should the government be doing this? Absolutely not. Whose bright idea was it to put that in the hands of the government when they can't do anything correctly? So they tax you and I like crazy, take that money, keep a whole bunch of it for themselves and the red tape and the bureaucracy and then give just pennies on the dollar to the poor in in such things called welfare and social uh, programs such as food stamps or Medi-Cal or Medicaid, whatever they call it nowadays, you know, 
and, and you and I are paying for it. And so many Americans are going, yeah, that's such a good thing because we're taking care of the poor. Come on, get off of it. I am sick and tired of this new knee-jerk, liberal, you know, uh, this softy, wussy stuff that people just, you, you, if, ay, you guys are getting my blood pressure up. So, they're, so the Democrat Party is big on such things as welfare. Now they're talking about reparations, okay, giving, giving large sums of money to um, black Americans because of slavery. Now, slavery, now, uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember my history. Wasn't it officially brought to an end in 1864? I believe it was. Oh, I'm sorry. Slavery was officially abolished in the United States with the adoption of the 13th Amendment on December 18th, 1865. Okay, so 1865, and here we are in 2023. So that's like, what, 150 years ago at least? So anyways, nonetheless, a long time ago. There isn't a um, black American alive today that was a slave, all right? And there isn't a white American alive today that was a slave owner, okay? And yet they want to give reparations to people who were never slaves, give reparations to black Americans for slavery that ended in 1865, not 1965, 1865. So let's see, I am uh, was born in 66, 1966, and I'm 56 years old right now, soon to be 57. So that's 150, uh, roughly seven, 150, um, yeah, about 150, what, eight years, I believe? 57, 58, so 157, 158 years ago, Slavery was officially ended in the United States of America. Now, I know there was a lot of issues and problems between them. It just wasn't like uh, uh, the, the those black slaves went from rags to riches overnight. We know that. We know that. And had they had their struggles? Absolutely. Had they've had their struggles um, since then, of course. We know that. And I'm not trying to knock this, okay? And I'm not even trying to knock, you, you know, wanting to make up in some way for what happened in our past. But I want to put this into perspective, ladies and gentlemen. I want to help you put this in perspective. So anyways, let me go on this. So so Democrats, again, are big on welfare, big on reparations, this whole idea and concept of reparations, big on handouts, government handouts, uh, especially with cash or cash-related items. They're big on this. And who are their number one targets? They say, of course, the poor. But the reality of it is, ladies and gentlemen, if you just really do your research and look at it honestly, their main targets, their main target to, to quote unquote help and give money to are um, black Americans, black Americans. And then, of course, you'll have other, you know, what we might call minority groups, the Latinos or just the poor, poorer in general. But it's primarily black Americans, even to the point that Democrats are huge supporters of the abortion mill called Planned Parenthood. And yet most Planned Parenthoods are set up in poorer black neighborhoods. And isn't it interesting that the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, who was a Nazi sympathizer, her big deal about wanting to euthanize um, unborn babies, she was particularly targeting black babies, the black community, because she thought of blacks as being human weeds that needed to be exterminated. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, and that's your Democrat Party. 
And if you vote Democrat, that's who you're voting for. The worst racists this world has ever seen. And so many Americans are either too stupid to see it or see it and try to push it off and act like they don't see it because they are. But either way, by by voting for them, you agree with them. Do you see how that works? You vote for what and who you agree with. When you vote Democrat, you are saying blacks are human weeds and deserve to be exterminated. Why am I completely against abortion? Because nobody, including and especially blacks, are human weeds. They're precious. They're created in God's image. They deserve to live. And beyond just living, like breathing and surviving, they deserve an equal playing field. Every one of us deserve an equal playing field where we can get out there and create the life in the world we want through our hard work and our determination. I'm sick and tired of the Democrats lying to the American people, but especially certain people groups such as black America. Dem- uh, uh, it, it, listen, if you have a little bit darker skin color than me, which is most everybody on the planet, but if you have a little bit darker skin color than me, I'm going to tell you something true. This is just the truth, whether you, whether you understand it or not, even whether you agree or not. This is the truth. And if you know the truth, the truth can make you free. That's the word of God. And here's the truth. The Democrat Party hates you, hates you. You think, no, they just hate Republicans. Of course they hate Republicans. But you know what the, you know what the Democrat Party hates the most? Black Republicans, black conservatives. Because one, they hate blacks. Two, they hate uh, conservatives. You put those two together and they have a seething hatred for black conservatives it, it, it really and and they have no problem displaying it but they hate um black folks they hate you if you have darker skin than me they hate you and the, and so they know they can't quote unquote exterminate you especially if you've made it out of the womb alive but they'll throw you in prison they'll introduce drugs into your neighborhoods and they'll even give you the free needles and pass laws that nobody else can stop you why because they want you fried out If you're going to be alive on the planet, they just want you so fried because they want to make you their pawn. You know, the pawn is that smallest um, ranking piece on the chessboard, and you can sacrifice them, so to speak. Well, that's what they view black folk. I'm just being honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. It's just the truth. Democrats hate you. And and so you, you have to ask yourself, well, if they hate us, then why do they want to help us with reparations? Why do they want to help us with welfare? Why do they want to help us with all these handouts? Listen, that's not help. Let me explain to you how this works, okay? That how you are being used as pawns. And I would say this to white America, if they're taking these things, uh, Latinos, if they're taking these things, it doesn't matter the color of skin, really, but they're really targeting black America. And this is disgusting to me because you're Americans. We're Americans. We're brothers by virtue of that. Who cares the color of their skin? We are brothers. Who cares the color of the skin? We are Americans. So if they target you, they target me. If they target me, they've targeted you. Why? Because if they target you, they've targeted targeted a fellow American. That's why I'm up in arms about this, and that's why I'm talking about this. I'm taking a huge chance of being labeled in the worst kind of way. A, a big racist. He's a big racist. Listen to him. He's a racist. He's talking about black. He said black people. He's a racist. I'm taking a huge chance. I'm taking a huge chance of some uh, dimwit liberal painting a huge target on my back and lying about me. But I'm willing to take that chance because I'm sick and tired of seeing my black American brothers and sisters being used as pawns for the Democrat Party. So check this out. 
whether it be welfare or reparations or handout, especially cash, they have no problem giving it to you. They have no problem handing it to you every month. This is one reason why they want, would love to be able to push the reparations and give every one of you a million or $2 million, okay? Every black person, and that sounds, wow, that sounds great. I'm gonna get $2 million, I'll be set for life. No, here's the problem with that. Listen, our, uh, let me go all the way to the, our school system. Our school system has already failed. Failed all of us, all Americans. But especially, especially those in an inner city. I mean, think about this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, think about it. It doesn't matter the color of your skin, but think about this. Go back to your memory of school. Were you ever taught, okay, I know you took math classes and things like that, but were you ever taught how to really manage money? I remember having a class, a math class, where the teacher showed us how to balance. No, no, I take that back. That was my agriculture class, where the teacher taught us how to balance a checkbook, you know, and that check, and now we don't use checkbooks anymore. But did you ever have a class where they took, you know, like an entire semester or maybe an entire school year teaching you the simple things, how to manage your money, how to save, uh, how to spend wisely, um, uh, how to maybe, uh, um, you know, maybe taxes, how to do your taxes or how to prepare for your taxes. How about investments? Did you, in high school, did you have any kind of class or teaching on investments, how to turn, you know, whatever money you have saved into more money? You know, did they teach you about real estate? Did they teach you about the stock market, bonds, whatever it is? Did they teach any any of that to you? Did they kind of put you, even if it's a mock thing? Remember, in some some of the classes, they would have like um, I don't know, like a doll, a baby doll, and you had to parent that baby doll for you know a week or a month or whatever it was, and see how good you did, and you got graded on how well you 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 took care of that baby. But did they do that with money? I mean, did, did did they give you like a pile of, even if it was fake money at the beginning of the school year, and then you work with it, and you and you work with it, and you invest it, <coughs> you save it, you spend it, you do whatever to see how much money you'd have at the end of the year. Did they do anything like that? Well, I would have to say about 90% of you would say, well, no, we weren't taught anything about money. Now, again, I, I graduated in high, high school in 1984, <coughs> and I had, again, a uh, an agriculture teacher. You know, agriculture, that's where we're out there planting carrots and beets and we get to grow it and eat it or have food fights with them, whatever. And and we did that. And yet he took the time to teach us how to balance a checkbook because nobody else really, well, I should say that very few in the school were doing that. I had one math teacher that I had for a semester that taught us uh, on um, on taxes, but he was limited. He was very limited because of the time and everything. He taught us, uh, you know, very on taxes. He taught us on uh, how to um, how to even interview properly, go for an interview, how to make ourselves more marketable and such, so we, that we increase. But he had such a short span of time, and that wasn't even what the class was supposed to be about. It was uh, introduction or uh, pre-algebra, I be believe it was pre-algebra, and we're we're learning about how to get investments and stuff. And I'll never forget it. It was so, I didn't hardly learn anything only because of time, but I'll never forget it because at least it sparked something in me. But ladies and gentlemen, how many of you did that? Now, some of you that are my age or maybe a little older, you're going, yeah, I did. But people younger than me didn't. They didn't at all. And yet that's so important. So why am I bringing this up? Because I was just in a middle-class neighborhood, went to a middle-class kind of a school and middle-class neighborhood. What about... 
uh, young people in the inner city where the resources are, just aren't there as it would be more in a wealthy or a middle-class neighborhood or area. They're, it's even worse for them, right? So they're banking on this. Oh, they're banking on this. Because where do most of our quote-unquote minority groups live? Inner city. Those places where the resources are not there and they're more about indoctrinating young people than they are actually teaching and training them to go out there and be productive, really, truly productive in culture and society, all right? And nowadays, they're pushing this LGBT nonsense and they're forgetting about everything that uh, young people should be learning to actually be truly productive members of society. And they're certainly not teaching them about taxes, tax code, how to um, save for taxes, how to, you know, um, bring their tax load down, all of that. They're not, you know, finding the loopholes like they keep saying. They're not talking, they, they don't teach us about how to get into real estate and make money in real estate or in stocks and bonds and the stock market and all that good stuff. They don't, no. Bitcoin, I don't know, maybe they talk about Bitcoin. But anyways, why? Because now they have this target group that they've indoctrinated. They've told them what they want them to learn, what they want them to know. They've, they've fired them up, made them angry, made them feel like they can't make it in the world without the Democrats. And then the Democrats come along and say, listen, you can't make it. We'll give you this thing called, oh, welfare. All the poor people, and they're targeting, again, black people, welfare. Why? Because they put a check in your hand every month, and they, you never learned what to do with it well, guess what? Next month, you'll need them again. And next month, you'll need, need them again. So you start to lean on them, and now they have an automatic voter block. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, they bought your vote with welfare. Welfare was never designed to actually get you up and out of poverty, but keep you in poverty just enough so that you couldn't ever get out of it because you were never trained to. That's the whole reason why when they give welfare to people, they don't force these people to start to go to some economic classes or some financial classes so that they can know what to do and how to work their finances and use their finances to get out of needing welfare because if they do that, then they've lost their voting their voting block, right? Hey, hey, do you see how that works? Brilliant, I must say, brilliant, but also very w wicked. Another reason why they're so willing to give money out, whether it be welfare, reparations, uh, any kind of cash giving, anything like that, <clears throat> because they're, again, targeting people that have never been educated on really what to do, how to turn the little bit of money that they get into wealth and 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 being self-sustaining so what happens is if i if i were to take you know say a hundred just random what we might call poor people it doesn't matter the color of the skin even just random poor people people that we would say are just on the lower end economically find a hundred of them and give give uh say a million dollars to each one of them so that'd be a hundred million dollars distributed to them they would each have a million dollars each. In about two years, they would all be broke again. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, in about two years, they'd be broke. Why? When people win the lottery in two to five years, doesn't matter how small or how great that lottery is, in two to five years, they're broke again. They're absolutely broke. And you say, well, how can that be? They win $10 million, $50 million. How can they be broke? Because they don't know what to do with it. They've never been taught. It's not that the people are dumb. Please don't misunderstand me. I am not saying that people have... Uh, black people or Latinos or poor people in general. I'm not saying white people anyway, is dumb. That's not it. But you don't know. If you don't know it, you just don't know it. 
everyone has the capacity to understand it, but they're not being we're not being taught this. And most people in that in that place don't realize they need to know this. Now, before anybody starts saying, see, he's calling black people down. No, I was in the exact same boat. Because like I said, out of an agriculture teacher teaching us how to balance checkbook and a math teacher teaching us briefly about taxes and and things of that nature, that's all, that's all I got. And in my home, uh, we didn't talk about money. If I asked my mom and dad, how much money do you make? How do you do this? How do you do that? We don't talk about money. No, we don't talk about money. I don't know why. I don't know why. Just never talked about money. And so I didn't know what to do with it other than spend it. And I was always broke because when I get my paycheck within two days, it was gone. And then I'm scratching my head going, how am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to pay that bill? Where did all my money go? And it was just because I was spending it on things that I really didn't need to spend it on. I thought I needed it at that moment because it was fun, but I was a mess financially. And so it took a lot of years and a lot of training and a lot of study to figure out, oh, this is where I'm going wrong. Oh, this is how I'm supposed to save it. Oh, this is how I'm supposed to, supposed to invest it. Oh, Oh, this is what I should be doing with my money. And so it's not that I don't spend money. Now I spend more, my money more on things that are going to help me be more productive, not just fun for the day and it's over and I'm broke again, but productive. Okay. And I know many, many, many people are in the same boat. And so why is it that our educational system, which is run by the leftists, which are Democrats, keep people that are in the public school system, but especially in the inner city, they keep them uneducated in areas that will help them to excel, okay? And that's the thing. They don't want you to excel. They're the most racist bunch of wicked people I've ever known and I've never seen. That's why they have no problem even saying, hey, we're going to give you a million dollars. Because, you see, they know that in about two years, you would have spent that money and you're going to be broke, you know, statistically. Not everybody. There's going to be some, a few, that break out of that mode and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want to blow this. What do I need to do to make this grow? And those people are going to just be awesome. But the majority are going to just spend it and be broke again. But what does that do with that million dollars that was spent so fast? Okay, it does two things. Now they can retax all that money. See, they got it first by taxing people already. Now they can retax it through sales tax and things of that nature and get most of it back through sales tax. But... The rest that didn't they didn't get back in sales tax now you know they're they're also businessmen and they're tied to businesses so what's going to happen if somebody you know your, your typical thing and i remember this all the way back in hurricane katrina when uh fema was handing out these large checks after the hurricane and people's livelihoods and their homes were uh, were destroyed and and, and such. So FEMA was handing out these large checks to help people out. Well, people were staying in hotels. So imagine staying in, a, in say, Motel 6. FEMA paid for that. But because you got this large check, many of these people that were staying in these little Hobunk hotels were going out and buying these massive big screen TVs and stereo systems and things like that. So they would pull the little, you know what, 30 inch TV off the wall at the Hotel 6. And they put their 85 screen high def TV up there on the wall that they bought with their FEMA money. Okay, They weren't using it to get their life back. They were using it for the luxuries. And they would have this kicking stereo or put a new stereo or rims or tires or something on their car or something like that. Well, that's all good and fine and everything, but you're broke really fast. And what do you got for it? 
a TV. And these types of things were happening. So they bank on this. And they would say, whether it be a check of $10,000 or a million dollars, it's going to be the same thing. So what about the people who sell and distribute or even make these televisions? Well, now they're making money hand over fist. Let's say uh, if in, a, in, a, in a country like America, let's say there's a, a million people, just one million people that, that qualify for reparations. Okay. And they give $1 million to those 1 million people. So 1 million people now have a million dollars each. That's a big chunk of ch uh, change for a single group of people. And if that group of people doesn't understand what to do with that money because of the Democrat-controlled educational system, then a majority of that money is not going to be starting businesses, creating wealth, but it's going to be spending where they're broke again in about two years. But all the people, think about this, all the people that had goods and services that the people with all that new money, they wanted those TVs, they wanted those stereos, they wanted those rims and tires, right? They wanted that new house. They wanted that new car. They wanted that new truck. Now, all the people that sell those things, they're rolling in money. Oh my gosh, they're rolling in money. Now, the federal government and state and local governments are rolling in money through taxes. And why? Because they are all trying to use a certain group of people as pawns. The you know, uh, in the end, it's the poor or poorer in general, but they always target, unfortunately, and I hate to keep saying this, but they target black folks. And, um, and, they, and, and black folks have become the, the biggest pawns or the greatest pawns to Democrats. And they don't like you. They hate you, but they can't get rid of you. So they're going to use you. They're going to use you. So I... I'm really trying to choose my words wisely because I don't want anybody to misunderstand me. I, I am in no way, in no way, in no way trying to sound like I think um, black folks don't have what it takes to uh, get educated and make something of themselves. It's the exact opposite. It, it's the exact opposite. When I look at people in general, it doesn't matter the color of skin, I don't, I don't see... Uh, I don't see all this nonsense that the Democrats um, see. I'm not like Joe Biden that says, you know, that, um, <laughs> that, you know, like these minority groups, he named them, are just as smart as white kids. Um, <laughs> I don't see it like that. I, I see that we all have the same potential. So what makes one group different than the other group? Um, teaching and training education and if they deny one group the education in our educational system but give it to the next group the group that is educated is going to make it and and ladies and gentlemen this isn't about race like whites against blacks in this nation at, at all this is about the democrat party really being the one that causes the division and being against blacks but then blaming the whites for greater division. That's all it is. You know, I don't know, personally, I don't hang out with anybody or know anybody that doesn't, you know, that, that, that thinks racist in that sense. That thinks like, oh, uh, black people are just dumb or Hispanics are just dumb and white people are just brilliant. As a matter of fact, most of the people that I know see it completely different, to be honest with you. Completely different. But in the end, we see ourselves as just human beings and and, and in, 
in regard to the United States of America, we see ourselves as Americans, Americans, brothers and sisters. I don't care about the name, uh, your last name. I don't care about the, 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 the skin tone. I don't care where your family history is or where you come from. I mean, I do because I care about people, but I don't care about it in the sense of it doesn't matter if you're here and you're here legally, you're an American and that's all there is to it. We're all Americans. And, um, but I really get so sick and tired when I look and I see a political party that targets, that targets any group. But in this case, the Democrats targeting uh, black folks in America, black Americans, the most, not only, but the most. And it sickens me because they've lied, they've cheated, they've stole, they've used black people for many, 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 many years, and they're still continuing to do it. So anyways, let me wrap this thing up. So they have no problem giving money out to certain groups of people because they're banking. They're banking on the fact that because of their failed educational system, most all, if not all, that money is going to get right back into their pocket, actually even more. Because when you do that collectively, it grows and it moves and, and, and it increases. So it's a type of investment into themselves, not into the community they're giving money to. Always remember that. This is one reason why I hate, I hate welfare. Not the people on it. I hate welfare. I hate the idea, idea of reparations. Again, not the people that are saying, wait a minute, we deserve reparations. It's like, it's not about deserve or don't deserve anymore. It's about really honestly, think about it, should you take it? Because once you take the, these monies, whether it be welfare, reparations, uh, any type of handout like that, what you're saying is, I need you to make it in this world because I can't do it myself. And I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, I refuse, I refuse to give myself up to any party, especially the wicked Democrats. Me personally, I don't want their handouts because by me taking their handout, it's me saying, I can't make it without you. And I will have fallen to the greatest levels of failure for me as a man, as a man, to take anything from the Democrat party and need them in any way. I refuse to fall that low. I'll work five jobs before I do that. I'll do whatever I need to do before I fall that low. And I pray, oh my God, I pray. And I wish more Americans, more Americans would rise up and say, we don't need you. We don't need your handouts. We don't need your lies. We don't need your bigotry. We're gonna do this ourselves. Get out of our way and let us live our life. Get out of our way and let us create our own life. Get out of our way and we will make it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, when we can do that as a people, we, 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 not a political party, not a president, we will make America great again. Thank you for joining us at Table Flippers. I truly appreciate you. You can write me at gwccrobert at gmail.com. That's gwccrobert at gmail.com. Please let me know how I'm doing. Remember to pick up some of our merchandise. You can find the link at gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Until next time, be continually blessed. Give me the chipmunk. Love table flippers.